it's just it's just so disingenuous. And but but what I will say about the different definition of racism, uh, yeah. we talked about this on the show yesterday. Uh, one thing that does irk me a little bit on the left is that we talk about all the time how left wing dialogue is almost necessarily academic, and uh, and so you lose people real quick if you can't break it down. And not it's not that they're dumb; it's that they haven't been taught, you know, these topics. And one of the, the topics that really irk me is when people get into like these deep arguments saying, uh, well, you know, black people can't be racist, right? That bothers no. me. It really bothers me because listen, I hope I hope we feel the same way about this because that that definition drives me crazy. It's 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 it, it's there's oh my god, it has no it has no practical value, is what I'm is what the way I see it. Yeah. Because Look, textbook, you know, university, academically, that statement is correct. Black people can't be racist because uh, by the technical so definition, the, te the technical definition is that, you know, racism is enacted through power structures. And since black people don't have control of power structures, they can't be racist. But let's be real. Colloquially and, you know, conversationally, that is not what racist means. It's not no. like. The racist means prejudice. Like that's the same thing. So yeah. when you go up and you you get into actual like, I see people just get they get indignant. Like how dare you? Of course, it's like, listen, man, you are losing your entire audience. You're putting them on. Most people don't know that. That you, maybe they should fine, but they don't. So why have the argument? Like like why bother? I I don't see what good comes out of that. And we we shoot ourselves in the foot all the time doing uh stupid conversations like that when we don't have to but is that is that your thought as well i legitimately despise that definition ah, glad i, I, I despise it I, and I, it drives me up the wall because i like, like you were saying like who does that who does that definition even serve like truthfully yeah, who, speaking it, it feels like it's one of those things where like a white person thought of that inside of like berkeley and was just like trying to like so hard to virtue signal and then just ran with it. And then every other academic ran with it. And then they disseminated it throughout the, all the different like universities in the country, because like logically speaking to me, it just makes no sense, you know, because in the sense, you know, that if you just look like, across how many different like countries there are in the world, like, so for instance, it is maybe people don't want to hear this, but over in like Southeast Asia, there's a lot of, you know, people who live in that part of the world who find black people to be dirty. They mm -hmm. just think that they're dirty. Now, imagine somebody from, you know, Vietnam feels that way and they come over here to America and they are, you know, racist in every way that we would think that a white person could be racist to a black person. But it's happening from a Vietnamese person to a black person because that mm -hmm. Vietnamese person isn't white. They're not in America in a country where they don't have a power structure. All of a sudden, that exact same like mentality that exact same behavior all of a sudden it's not racist yeah yeah racism <laughs> like, is like logically speaking yeah. how can you hold that position like like yeah. how how does that make any logical sense whatsoever and so when you're trying to find ways to play 4d chess with these with these uh definitions you have to stop and just ask yourself like what is the purpose of what you're doing right now is it actually right. hitting the intention that you originally thought you were trying to get to because yeah. at the end of the day, discriminating against somebody for the color of their skin should be the only definition of racism. Mm -hmm. The end. Like you are going after somebody in some variety of manner for the color of their skin, 
for the different color of their skin. Racism. The end. Yeah. Like, why make it more difficult than that? Yeah, it's it's needlessly elaborate, I, I think. I, I, I just don't understand like why burn calories on something like that when we could, no. you know, actually have conversations that 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 are helpful. But but you know, conservatives use that. Uh, they use that against us all the time. And I would yes. too, because you go up and you tell, listen, did you know they said black people can't be racist? Your average person, like your average person with no political affiliation is going to say, that's insane. What are they talking about? <laughs> like, I, it's like the, the classroom stuff, fine. I get it. But like yeah. in real life, we, we have to actually live in real life. Uh, I want to pivot real quick to uh, something I should have brought up like 10 minutes ago, but yeah. you were talking about how Vivek uh, went to the, the fucking coward's last refuge when it comes to shootings, uh, talking about mental health, which is oh. where conservatives go to all the time. This should not be happening in the United States of America, and it is wrong. The reality is we have a mental health epidemic in this country. There are reports that this particular individual, the perpetrator, was indeed evaluated for mental health deficiencies as well. And I think we need to have to have the courage in this country to bring back a practice of putting back psychiatrically ill people who pose a risk to their communities into psychiatric institutions, not just drugging them up, but faith-based approaches and other approaches that fill our longing for purpose and meaning in this country. I think it is just a shame that we even have mass shootings like this, be it the one that happened in Florida, be it the recent one, the Nashville shooter in a Christian school, killing six in a school. We have to address that mental health epidemic and we need leaders with the courage to do it. But my heart goes out so to those families and I hope something like this never happens again. And they love it. It's always, it, they love it. And it's, I mean, funny is the wrong word, like exasperating that they do this because they say this like, okay, we have a mental health crisis in this country that's why we have all these killings it's like okay wait why is america having a higher mental health uh, crisis than everybody else they're not having these but if that's the case let's say that's the case fine uh for some weird reason there's something in the water and it's making everybody crazy Forever what do you chemicals. plan to do about this yeah what do you, <laughs> what, do you what do you plan to do about this are you going to you know enact policies to uh to, to make health care universal so people uh, can be treated no nope, stealing my lines happen. here <laughs> oh no go, go for it go for no. it yeah go for it yeah no it, you know you're, you're 100 right because every time that i hear this I, I have a very similar take you know it's um and, and i've been saying this for for quite a few years now you know doing this political commentary if you you know what let me just like step back from all the statistics that we have on gun violence and just i'll just mm -hmm. take a step back from that for a second i'll, I'll put the gun debate to the side just for a moment here even though we are yeah. specifically talking about guns if you want to focus this on mental health if you if that's the lane you want to stay in then where the hell is the action where yes. is it where, like mm -hmm. just you know if you're saying that this is a mental health crisis this is an emergency because you know what because they also talk about the the emergency at the southern border right they talk about that all the time the, the border the border the border we did an episode last week where DeSantis was like, we got to send drone strikes yep. to Mexico because this is a crisis. So when it comes to other crises, you are willing to have all kinds of action. All like, the king's horses and all yeah, the king's men. Like we actions that violate international law. Like that's how important <laughs> it is to you. But when it comes to this crisis, crickets. 
Nothing at nothing. all. Nothing. Literally nothing. The same like, with abortion. Same with abortion. Like they they believe all these pe- all these human beings are being massacred. They are willing to move heaven and earth to make it stop. But actual human beings getting massacred. Ah, sorry, no can do. Uh, well, but Vivek actually said something that I've heard a couple of times. I haven't heard many conservatives say this. I, yeah. I'm trying to think of the last guy I heard say this. I can't remember. But Vivek said that, uh, oh, it was a. Uh, I think it was Christy Nome. It was Christy Nome or Nikki Haley. I can't remember, but said uh, in the interview with uh, Dana Bash that what we need to do is uh, bring back the practice of putting people into psychiatric institutions. Vivek said that as well. Yeah, yeah, that uh, serves yeah. a threat uh, to others, and that's interesting that he said this because all right, that's like. Cr- Credit where credit's due. That's actually a policy, uh, a proposal, for five, which is more than most Republicans get. But a terrible one. He doesn't well, believe it. Proposal. <laughs> he, he doesn't believe it. Like it's 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 another smokescreen. Because yeah. how would that work? Because I got news for you know potential president of the United States, Vivek Ramaswamy. We already have that. We already have procedures in place for involuntary committal for people who are going to be a danger. So. Yeah. My my only guess is his plan is to loosen that and make it easier to commit people. And so you're saying that in order to protect the access to uh, buying firearms, you're going to loosen people's freedom of existence. Like, that's what you're saying. When that's not going to fly anywhere with anybody, left, right, center, doesn't matter. No, it's not. It's not because a solution, you... but it's a, it's just a distraction. Yeah, because you see how people respond to red flag laws. I mean, exactly. How, is it really that far off from a red flag law as far as what it's they're worse. trying to do? It's yeah, worse. It's a lot yeah. worse. So yeah, like, it's, it makes it no sense make... whatsoever. None at all. And uh, it, it was just and I love that he said that. And he also added, you know, we need to look at uh, institutionalizing people and we need to look at faith based programs to help us. What are you he talking about? Like he's faith-based just... programs, which is interesting that he's always referring to the Christian God when he is himself as a Hindu man. Right. Yeah. I it's it's I am actually the the one the one area in that I do have respect for Vivek. There's the there, there's none except this one. I am impressed that he actually uh publicly admits his religion. Like that yeah. really does surprise me because uh, if you want to be a darling of the conservatives, like you're already you already got a strike against you not being a, a white man, and now you worship a different god. He he doesn't like wear it on his sleeve. No, uh, no. but he does because you ever see like his like uh his like his his speech his like list of things he gives every time he makes a speech. He has like a ten Sen- yeah, like a thing. sense of purpose. Um. You know, like God a, is real is the first one. The uh, first one is God is real, which I like ballsy, but but because I mean it's not gonna take long, but like wait, which which God, Vivek, well, which <laughs> God is real that you're talking about here? Because uh I'm pretty sure Jesus of Nazareth is not the God of, of the Hindus or one of the many gods in Hinduism. And so it's it's the guy is a is genuine a Buddha, the <laughs> The guy is a genuine sociopath, which is why he works so perfectly for the Republican Party. Like he 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 doesn't have any scruples or morals at all, and so that's what actually does surprise me that he sticks with admitting that he's not a Christian. That that's pretty impressive to me. Well, as we covered on the show last week, um, there are now polls coming out that say that there are some Republicans out there who trust Trump more than God. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was sorry I missed that uh, segment of the show. 
uh, I was very hungry and I hadn't eaten. <laughs> it was like 8 p.m. and I had decided to leave. But I wasn't surprised by that at all because um, growing up in a, you know, a, a hard right Christian evangelical fundamentalist cult as I did, Donald Trump reminds me a lot of uh, evangelical preacher, not in like the knowledge of the Bible or stuff like that, but just yeah. the uh, just the the confidence that he portrays and the showmanship. They eat that shit up. And yeah. the first thing they tell you in this, like, hey, listen, if your friends and family aren't on board with this, you need to drop them. This is the important thing. And so I I, I wasn't surprised to see that at all. Like, of course, they they they, they love Trump more than they ever loved Jesus. <laughs>